Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. People often think of auric fields around the body. There are healing modalities based on how blockages or deficiencies in our auric fields can cause physical, mental, and emotional balance and distress. It's not only our bodies that have auric fields, though. There are also auric fields around places, groups of people, and even holidays. Today, we're going to discuss auric fields, how they affect us, and what to watch out for, and how to use auric fields to help us clear even more and accelerate us forward. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? You know, Karen, maybe before I ask any questions, uh, just a little more insight around auric fields and how that kind of pertains to the work that you do. Um, Okay, well, I would say that in the context of this conversation, that um, I'm using the word auric field loosely, okay, because I don't have a better term for it. So generally speaking, when people speak of auric fields, they usually speak about it around the body, that we have different auric fields around the body, which are mirroring different energy centers within the body. Okay, so they have different vibrational levels. It's actually quite a physical thing. Um, a lot of people will talk about how if you have blockages in your auric field, that can cause sickness in the physical body. Okay, and so, they even have cameras today. That, yeah, that can show that you can see your auric field, yeah. how even it is, different how much colors, they overlap, dark, yeah, light. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you, they can now quite yeah. easily measure that, and you can get a visual on it. Okay, so we know about it in the, in the physical body. Yeah. What I'm talking about is actually a much greater field, okay? And I'm talking about this field that usually can happen that people aren't aware of around places, okay? Because it can be, I'm not talking about sacred places. I mean, like, for example, in certain cities or towns or even countries, there are auric fields. Um, in certain places on the earth, there are auric fields um, around groups of people and around certain t- things like holidays, Okay, all of these things, what they have in common, and I'm calling, like, again, I'm calling them auric field loosely because I don't know what else to call it. It's a field of frequencies that occurs around either a space or a time, sometimes a group of people, that has a certain frequency pattern embedded in it. Okay, and when we enter that auric field, we're not aware of it oftentimes, and we start to respond to that auric field that it's running around and through us from either the greater environment because you're in a space like that or you are in a group of people or you're within the time of a specific religious holiday or just the holiday period. So that means, so for example, just to give people like a concrete example. So for example, um, like I said, there are places that have auric fields. So um, I have a friend who has gone, she's not Jewish, but she's gone to Israel to live for a year. And this person is a very early morning person, habitually. Like if you left her, like here her whole life, she's always 
generally woken up early on her own and then loved the morning period where she can go out for walks, meditate, etc. before she starts her day, work out, whatever. And then she tends to go to bed pretty early, like not like, you know, six o'clock in the evening, but you know, by standards like around nine or 10, right? So not 11 or midnight. But Israel has, an, uh, is um, especially where she lives. So she lives in Tel Aviv. So this is not all of Israel, just to be really specific. I'm talking about the city of Tel Aviv. Okay. So where she lives has an auric field, which is much more about night. Okay. So there's a lot of creativity that happens there. A lot more socializing, a lot more eating, a lot more entertainment. A lot of stuff happens at night there. It's a much more night oriented culture. Kind of like Europe is much more night oriented also than say in the States where we tend to be less so. And she's noticed that just over a little, it didn't take her very long, like within a few weeks, she was no longer waking up early anymore. She was staying up later. You know, her, her schedule was flipping mm. because she was starting to conform to the frequency rule set within that auric field. So she's just following it. She doesn't even realize that she's doing it. She's just sort of noticing that, geez, my behavior is changing. And then when she travels outside of that auric field, Okay, where she moves to Europe to visit, for example, or she comes back to visit family in the States, she'll take a few days and then shift back to her morning pattern, which is kind of interesting. So it, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. My point simply yeah. is that there are auric fields that exist around spaces that we are not aware of and that we're very influenced by. So we don't realize it, and then we start to change our behaviors because we're being governed by the greater frequency that's running through us. From the auric field, yeah, you that's know, what I mean. One that. of one of the things you mentioned at the beginning that as a possibility is just holidays. Yes, I think we all have experienced that. Yeah, you know whether it's uh, Halloween or Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you walk into a store or you you know a family setting or whatever it might be. Boy, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty prevalent. Yeah, so I would actually narrow that. Slightly. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So Halloween doesn't have, so the, the greatest, the holiday with the greatest auric field, like mm, auric field that conditions us happens to be the whole uh, Christmas into uh, New Year's because it's globally held, yeah. not globally. I mean, not everybody, I understand that not everybody yeah. is Christian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I understand that there are different religions and different cultures in the world. A lot of the Western world happens to be from a Judeo-Christian background. Yeah. Yeah. So that is very strong. And then in the States, Thanksgiving is particularly strong, but it only in this space. As soon as you leave the United States, yeah. even here in Hawaii, that auric field is nowhere near as strong. It really isn't, right? It just exists here. So what I mean by the holidays is that, and for Easter, that's not, it's, it happens for some people, but you really have to be almost from Catholic, from a Catholic faith for that to have resonance or have a lineage where there was a lot of um, a strong Catholic um, following because that tends to be more prevalent then for that particular faith. It's not so much so for everyone else. And it's not as institutionalized in our culture as much, okay, as say the holidays in November, December. So the more people that pr practice or uh, honor that holiday, the more uh, tr um, traction those frequencies have. The more entrenched those frequencies become, the stronger they are, the more they impact us. So, meaning that when we enter that field of the holidays, it's interesting. Things get a little bit strange for people because they don't realize they're in this different field of frequencies. And what 
happens oftentimes is because we often come together with family, you have the auric field of the holidays where you have all this, in particular around the Christmas, let's say the Christmas New Year time period, mm -hmm. there's a lot of distortion in this, right? About a lot of consumption, right? So you're eating a lot more, you're drinking a lot more, you're having more experiences, meaning more socializing, more um, getting together with people, more parties, that type of stuff, more staying up late, you know, that type of thing. So there's a lot of consumption. There's a lot of emphasis on being really happy, right? There's a holiday cheer thing going on, like presenting that like happy face to other people that you're socializing with. It also has this other thing running on underneath, which is this distortion pattern of depression, right? Because you have against all this holiday cheer, this other distortion of depression running through. And there's a lot of family control dynamics that surface because of the holiday auric field, which governs family relationship. Okay. Like how are we supposed to, this is a time we always come together. We want it to be perfect because this is the one time of the year that we come together, you know, or whatnot, right? And then all these control patterns surface, etc. So the auric field amplifies the dynamic in the, within the family, especially of control. So that's what I mean by the auric field of the holidays. It can become very heavy. And to your point, right, there are little subsets, right? It can happen with other smaller holidays, but that tends to be the biggest ones tend to be at the end of the year when it's the most prevalent, where many more of us celebrate it in common in the same sort of geographic space. So would you, would you say, as far as this segment, probably the biggest thing, Karen, is first awareness? Yes, exactly. Just, just you know, kind of be aware you yep. know, before, mm -hmm. during, and after. Yes. What kind of impact did this holiday, place, space, yeah. whatever it was, yeah. have on me? Yeah. Exactly. And so how you can tell that if, um, is so exactly to your point. So awareness is key. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when I work on people after the holidays, they're much heavier. Like their frequency is much, much lower because the, the frequency vibration of the auric field of the holidays is actually quite dense because there's a lot of expectation, obligation, family dynamics, control stuff going on. Like I said, there's a lot of distortion in this field. So therefore their frequency vibration, because they're in the greater auric field of that holiday period starts to drop. It can't almost help it because after a period of time, it's just hard to sustain. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of have to like, clean them up a little bit and yeah. so that their frequency vibration can like ping back to what it was before they entered that field of the work of, of the holidays. So, and as you become aware of it, just notice to um, give yourself space from that field. So you can either physically leave, so not participate in it, or be aware that it could happen and just notice you can use it actually as a way to accelerate. Yeah. You can use it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is it's also kind of a golden opportunity to, totally. kind of, to kind of benchmark yourself. Totally. You know, I remember last Christmas and I was just, you know, and then this Christmas, it seems like, you know, I was able to play above it, mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah. yeah I feel better. Like so I'm there is an opportunity. There. Absolutely. And you can also use it as an opportunity to observe the patterns that show up within the family dynamic. Because as you say, as you do more work and you gain more distance from it and you're more able to hold your space and to hold neutral, you can then observe the patterns in others that you yourself have. It's really 
amazing and very fast to see like, whoa, okay, yeah, I can see the control patterns happening here. Yeah. Like what mom mm. has, I have it too, you know, or what so-and-so has, I can see where that came from, where I got mm. that from, right? Yeah. And so now it's an opportunity for me to confirm, delete those patterns because I can very clearly see them. So what you're saying is these fields mm -hmm. are real. Yes. And so there's no reason to be scared of them. Oh, no. And we want to live a full productive life. Yeah. And But what we want to do is be aware mm -hmm. of the impact it could have. Exactly. And if so, you know, be sure to kind of check, you know, check yourself, you know, and yeah. make sure that where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And I would say that if you know that you're entering a period of time or a space that's different, for example, okay, so you can do a number of things to prepare. One is if you are aware that you're about to enter this time period, it's to do more frequency work so that you can start to become more centered in yourself, more firm, more aware of the space that is yours and hold that space that is yours so that you're not as impacted by that auric field. Mm -hmm. It's just like a strengthening. It's like you're, you're training for a marathon, yeah. kind of, right? Or training yeah. for a sports event, yeah. similar, okay? So you're doing that so you can hold your space. And then because you're strong enough, when you enter that field, you could, like I said, notice the patterns that are showing up and use it as an opportunity to confirm delete rather than getting sucked into the drama, right? That's one thing you could do. The other thing is to continue to be aware. I, is, do I feel a little bit like I'm getting kind of pulled into the drama? Am I starting to participate in the drama a little bit more? Like all that sort of stuff. So it's about being aware when you're in it and then using that discernment to then maybe perhaps leave yep. for a day. Just like, okay, I got to take a break. I'm just going to go off, head off on my own, yep. go for a hike in the woods or on the beach or by the river or whatever it is and just come back into being present yep. in my body. That way when I go back, it's like a reset, right? Yep. So that way when you go back in, you're like, again, established and holding your own space. And the other tool is the GFC that's going to follow this. Yep. And so it'll be out there. Yes. It's it's something that you'll have if you've got a situation coming up and yeah. you just want to put it back on. Yep. And just kind of heighten your awareness. Yep. And just so that you're ready. Totally. So, yeah. And what I would say is there's a really great deep dive that I did called um, Breaking Away from Family Control Patterns that happen over the holidays. That one in particular is really great so that you can like essentially condition yourself <laughs> to hold your space so that when you go into the auric field, you are holding your space. You're not getting pulled in. So that one is really powerful too. That's available on the website as well. If people res resonate with that and would like to use that, that's a really great tool also. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly. What is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC.
Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on auric fields. What are they? So the theme for this particular GFC is for you to become even internally stronger so you're not as affected by auric fields and also for you to become more aware of when you step into one. Most of us are not aware when that happens. So uh, if you are stronger internally, this will help you with your awareness, okay? And also to hold your space. All right, so first becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, please become aware of what your back is touching. So just notice whatever it is your back is touching whether it's fabric or a bed sheet flooring whatever it is just noticing the texture of whatever that is that your back is touching good and now please become aware of the position of your hands. Are your hands always like this whenever you do a meditation or whenever you sit or stand or lie down? Or are they a bit different today? Noticing the position of your hands. Good. And now please notice your breath without changing it at first, just noticing your breath. It's very f interesting to me how fast our breath can change just by simply putting your attention on it, but without changing it first, just notice, is it shallow or full or quick? long, just notice the breath. And once you've noticed the breath in terms of <clears throat> its quality and its rhythm, taking this opportunity to lengthen the breath, to allow it to become more full, to fill not only your chest, and your upper back as you breathe in, perhaps allowing for it to also drop into the belly and the lower back. Taking this opportunity to deepen the breath. Good. And now becoming aware of this, your surroundings. So the space around you. As you notice the space around you, 
becoming aware of the sounds all around you, in addition to the sound of my voice. Even the small, faraway sounds, like a, a car rolling down the street, a door closing far away, birds somewhere out there, just noticing the sounds. Good. And now, blinking your eyes open, and please triangulate. So, triangulation, for those who are new, <clears throat> means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What they are is irrelevant. As you pick these three objects, or notice them, becoming aware of the space between the object and you. So first noticing mentally that distance between the object and you, and then feeling the distance between the object and you. For object A, and then do the same thing with object B, and then object C. And if you're very seasoned at this, you're likely already finished. So bringing your attention to your upper heart, which is between your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line and the hollow of your throat. So bringing your attention to your upper heart, breathing normally here as we wait for everyone else. Good. And you'll notice from having triangulated that even if it's just momentary, you have more of a solid or acute or aware sense of where you are in space. Good. Keeping your attention in your upper heart, we're going to take one nice big breath here together, holding your breath, the very top of your breath for a count of four. And then whenever you're ready, releasing the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of four. And for those of you with a faster count, keeping your attention on that upper heart and also bringing your attention to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Your xiphoid process is right at its base where it goes from bone to flesh. 
and that fleshy point is a little bit tender when you press on it. That's your xiphoid process. So bringing your attention to your xiphoid process and also the upper heart at the same time. If it's helpful for you to put a hand on each of these spots, then go ahead and do that. If it's not, then don't. And as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and then I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me yawn or hum, exhale sharply, and more and more I'm working in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies more and more often. So as a result, uh, you won't hear me as often. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still working on you. It's just that if I'm working at that high of a frequency, which is beneficial to you because it helps you to go faster with less resistance. If I make physical noise, it slows things down. Okay. Which does not benefit you. Good. So now that the mastermind has gelled, keep your attention on those same two spots of the xiphoid process and the upper heart. We're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, Imagining a brilliance at its very center. And as you imagine this brilliance, it begins to intensify because you have your attention on it. And naturally, it expands outwards through all your cells, through your organs, out through your bone structure, expanding out through your flesh and your muscles. out through the pores of your skin into the space between your spirit, between your physical body, excuse me, and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere.
And now please imagine or become aware of this space all around the sphere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as you become aware of the infiniteness of this space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of what level you're at. The higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session can be because it's from the highest resonating order. And also, you can't yet come here on your own. So, you're in training to your future possibility. Bring your attention now, please, to your heart space. All right. So there's a number of subgroups in this group. So some of you um, exit your bodies, right? Um, You just float out of your body all the time because you associate your body with pain or trauma or something not good, like a negative emotion or something like this. Okay. Some of you are afraid of uh, the brilliance that you can be. And uh, for some reason, some of you dislike um, a coalescence or a coherence on the spirit level. It's like you like the diffuseness of it. Okay, You associate that coalescence with slowness or heaviness, which isn't true, actually. It's actually more impactful because it's like a, a diamond that's been hardened. Okay, it's very, very focused. Diffuseness actually um, can present all sorts of challenge, including things coming into your body. Okay, some of you only do this around the holidays or around an auric field that is in space. So the holidays are really an auric field set in time. There are auric fields set in space too, like in places. Okay, so some of you do this all the time. Some of you do what I just mentioned during the during either a time set auric field or a spatially set one. Okay. All right. Hopefully that makes sense. So what we're going to do is to bring all of you 
firmly into the center of your body, into the zero point of time and the zero point of space. That way, when you go into an auric field, whether knowingly or not, whether in time or in space, you become aware that you're entering an auric field faster. Okay. Cause you'll just feel it around you and you'll be like, Oh, what's happening here? Oh, it's a collective auric field. It's not really me. Alrighty. So here we go. Good. Bring your attention to the hollow of your throat, all the way down to, and down in a straight line, to your belly button. Okay. Some auric fields have or attract dead people, uh, whether they're time or space bound. Right. So some of you get really bogged down in the heaviness of the dead folks. Okay. all these unspoken patterns and weird random thoughts, that type of thing. So we're going to release or push away the heaviness set in auric fields caused by things like, you know, dead people really, or heavier, lower resonating emotion. So for example, in North America, during the holidays, there's a lot of depression and suicide. That's what I mean by that kind of heavy, dense emotion. Okay.
Good. Good. All right, bring your attention now, please, to your heart space. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is to give you space from the emotional uh, response of the collective within the auric field. Okay, so you don't, as like uh, a lot of us will go into automatic when we enter an auric field in terms of emotional response because it's so strong. We're going to give you space here, or I'm going to give you space. So you can not go into automatic when you enter the auric fields of either time or space in terms of emotion. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process and about three inches directly beneath it, or seven centimeters directly beneath it, towards your belly button. Clearing out, resetting, integrating the pain body. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.